0: This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean news headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Western Union Haitian ex-presidents face revived suit. Dominica flag vessel sinks after Russian attack. IMF calls for $15 billion this year to manage long-term risk of COVID. Grenada Corporative Nutmeg Association new markets for its products. Antigua to serve as hub for banana trade and major boosts for Guyana's cricket tourism ahead. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean. Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, April 6th. We start a report today in Haiti. Bloomberg Law reports that Western Union Company and three former Haitian presidents, including the estate of Juvenile Moise, assassinated in 2021, must face antitrust litigation over an alleged scheme to fix the price of wiring money and calling long distance to Haiti. A federal appeals court in Manhattan, New York made the ruling last Thursday. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit revived the case, overturning the decision by Judge Lashana de R. C. Hall, who held in 2021 that the lawsuit was doomed by the Act of State doctrine because it sought to establish liability based on official sovereign policies of the Haitian government. Judge Michael H. Park, writing for the appeal court, said Hall took too broad a view of the doctrine when she found that it prohibited her from ruling on the propriety of Haiti's official acts. The companies targeted by the lawsuit on behalf of U.S. residents with friends and relatives in Haiti include Unibank S.A., Unigestion Holding S.A., Doing Business at Digicel Haiti, NatCom S.A., and Caribbean Air Mail, Inc. The other ex-presidents' name as defendants are Michael Joseph Martley and Jerselim Prevent. In its ruling last Thursday, the Second Circuit also reversed Hall's alternative decision to dismiss parts of the case on the quasi-jurisdictional grounds that U.S. litigations would needlessly burden overseas defendants, and the case could conveniently be heard elsewhere. Its Nevis Observer reports that Ship Technology, uh, Dominican flag motor vessel Asberg sunk after being attacked and damaged by Russian armed forces at the Ukraine port city of Maripol. The Commonwealth of Dominica Maritime Administration, the flagship's registry, has condemned the sinking of the vessel. While at birth in the port of Maripol on April 3rd, Asburg was hit by two missile shells. Russian armed forces had fired upon the ship after intentionally shelling it two times a day previously, stated Dominica Maritime Administration. The crew reported that shelling, bombing, and repeated hits by missiles led to a fire in the engine room. Specific characteristics of firing on the vessel remain unknown, the Maritime Registry said. The crew managed to evacuate and found refuge on board of neighboring vessels. One person was found wounded and received medical assistance. The registry urged the Russian Federation to pull its forces from Ukraine, respecting its obligations under international conventions. Meanwhile, London's maritime insurance market recently added all of Russia's waters to its list of high-risk locations in light of the Ukraine conflict. Reuters reports that countries around the world should provide $15 billion in grants this year and $10 billion a year thereafter to manage the long-term risks of COVID-19, the International Monetary Fund said in a new staff paper released on Tuesday. The paper prepared by the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations, the Global Fund and charitable group, WELCOME said a new, more comprehensive approach was needed immediately to strengthen global health systems and limit the already staggering 13.8 trillion costs of the pandemic. Overall health security is economic security. As recent as our January World Economic Outlook update, we'd estimated the cumulative losses from the pandemic to reach 13.8 trillion U.S. dollars, said Gita Gopinath, the IMS first deputy managing director. The international community should recognize that its pandemic financing addresses a systemic risk to the global economy. Thus, we are calling for additional funding to fight pandemics and strengthen health systems. This will require 15 billion U.S. dollars in grants this year and 10 billion annually after that. The cost of inaction for all of us is very high. We need to act now. Gopinath said in a statement. Caribbean Loop News reports that St. Lucia's government says it is encouraged by the talks held with an established buyer on the possibility of using Antigua as a distribution hub for the sale of bananas to surrounding countries in the region. Currently, we are moving between 2,000 and 2,500 boxes per week, but we have asked for the possibility of increasing it to 8,000 because we believe the opportunity exists for additional distribution to Antigua, St. Kitts, St. Thomas and St. Martin, Agriculture, Fisheries, Food Security and Rural Development Minister Alfred Prosper said. Last year, Prosper led a delegation in a bid to secure new and existing banana markets and following the most recent research efforts by Export St. Lucia and the National Fair Trade Organization, it landed a new market in Antigua with its first shipment of four hundred and sixty boxes arrived in that Caribbean island at the end of last month. The Ministry of Agriculture said its focus remains on securing existing banana markets and expanding into new regional and international markets and that farmers are encouraged to ensure that the quality of the bananas produced remain among their highest priorities. Barbados Minister of Industry, Innovation, Science and Technology, Davidson Ishmael said, The public service must use the transformative potential of digital technology to change the way it does business or be at the double disadvantage of being big and slow. He was speaking at the opening of the Barbados Chamber of Commerce, and industry two-day virtual digital conference entitled, Adapt and Change We Must. Mr. Ishmael pointed out that his ministry had already demonstrated the huge potential of public service transformation by rebuilding and delivering some of the most high volume services and making them digital by default. This includes the Ease Pay Plus platform where a number of payments to government can be made online. He also mentioned his ministry's involvement in designing and developing the new online platform for the acquisition of liquor licenses, which was launched April 1st. Persons can apply online and pay through EasePay Plus. Mr. Ishmael told those in attendance that the Digital Trident National Identification Card was also another way the government was seeking to place Barbados on the road towards a digital society. The Digital National Trident ID card, which is a partnership between the Ministry of Industry, Innovation, Science and Technology and the Electoral and Boundaries Commission, proposed the replacement of existing ID cards with a a more secure plastic ID card, which will possess a higher degree of embedded security features. The minister said the Smart City initiative was yet another way that his ministry was seeking to use different technologies to manage public resources more effectively. The first phase will see the deployment of free public Wi-Fi in Bridgetown. Other phases include implementation of smart services, such as parking, environmental monitoring, traffic management and others, The use of mobile apps for self-guided tours and information on places of interest in Bridgetown will also be a key component the minister shared. He noted that Wi-Fi access was already available in a few areas of Bridgetown, such as the Fairchild Street and Princess Alice Bus Terminal and around the Treasury Building. Other spots in the city should be added soon. Now Grenada reports that Leo Cato, chairman of the Grenada Corporative Nutmeg Association, has confirmed that the association has identified new markets for the island's nutmeg and that one of the better markets is in South America. To be specific, we are trading with Argentina. The trade with this South American nation began before COVID-19. Like most markets, we too were also affected by the slowdown of the world's economy by COVID-19. But as the world recovers, we too are recovering. And once again, the Argentina market is almost back to normal, he said. Though he was tight-lipped, About the direct financial benefits of the association, Cato disclosed that several 40-foot containers comprising different grades of the island's nutmegs are exported to Argentina. And right now, the orders are coming more frequent. So we see this as a good market for our nutmegs, and it's just a matter of time for us to have orders that will be more than what we received before 2020, he added. Besides the South American market, the association has sold nutmegs to India, Dubai, and most recently Israel. The buyers from these territories made contact through the website, and that has resulted in formalizing new contracts. Most of the time, the first order is small, but as time goes on, the order increases in volume, said Cato. Most of Grenada's nutmeg is used in the food industry, and Cato said, We know that nutmeg has various uses, but we are convinced that our nutmeg is mainly used in the food industry for flavoring and preserving. And finally, Barbados Today reports that the Hero Caribbean Premier League has announced its finals will be hosted by Guyana for the next three years starting in 2022. This year's tournament culmination will have its first ever staging in Guyana and the announced three-year long-term agreement will now ensure encore presentations in 2023 and 2024. Guyana's 2022 Caribbean Premier tournament matches hosting will include seven group games and three knockout matches in addition to the final which will take place on friday september 30th at guyana's providence national stadium the acquisition of the three-year caribbean premier league finals hosting agreement could also serve as a major boost to the cricket related aspects of guyana's tourism before the announcement guyana's president ifran ali a former minister of tourism had already started Formulating his administration's plans for the implementation of initiatives that would allow the full capitalization of the obvious and immense tourism boosting potential for its CPL finals hosting. President Ali had early announced that his government, in collaboration with the local private sector, will also stage two weeks of events in the form of a cricket carnival to coincide with the country's hosting of the CPL 2022 playoffs and final. The carnival will celebrate the best that Guyana has to offer, showcasing the country's vibrant music, food, and culture. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, April 6th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.